0: We're continuing our series on the Holy Spirit. As we've gone through the series, could you turn me down just a little bit, Thomas? As we've gone through the series, we've learned that the Holy Spirit is not an it, he's a he. He's a person. So we're going to go today and we're going to talk about fruit. But before you get to fruit, you have to realize the process to get to the fruit. Fruit just doesn't drop on the ground. It falls from a tree, a vine, a plant. But that plant just doesn't appear either. It grows. So you don't instantly get fruit. Fruit comes in season. I've already started. So let me back up. I like to start out with a joke something a little funny. So, an inexperienced preacher was holding a graveside burial service at a cemetery for a man that had no friends and no family. Not knowing where the cemetery was, he made several wrong turns and got lost. When he eventually arrived an hour late, the hearse was nowhere in sight. The backhoe was next to the open hole, and the workmen were sitting under a tree eating lunch. The diligent young pastor went to the open grave and found the vault lid already in place. Feeling guilty because of his tardiness, he preached an impassionate and lengthy service, sending the deceased to the great beyond in style. As he returned to his car, he overheard one of the workmen say to the other, I've been putting in septic tanks for 20 years, and I ain't never seen anything like that. It wasn't a grave. They were putting a septic tank in. All right, all right. You might get that later if you didn't laugh. So so coming from North Carolina and speaking of fruit, there was two types of fruit that I personally experienced. There was raspberries, and then we had a banana tree. A banana tree. Notice I didn't say bananas. We had a banana tree. So hold that thought. To understand how the Holy Spirit produces fruit in our lives, we must first understand the process. The first part of the process is the soil must be prepared. You have to prepare the soil. Before a farmer plants a crop, he tests the soil, ensuring that where the seed is planted, the environment of the soil is able to sustain healthy roots and healthy growth. other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on the soil where it produced the crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Is that feedback coming from this? You just want to hand me a that better? Okay. So whenever we talk about Whoever has ears, let them hear. If we could go back to verse uh, 4, Thomas. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. A path is a hard place. A path is somewhere that people walk all the time. They walk over it. They pack it down. So it's hardened. And as the seed fell on that, it couldn't be planted because of the hard soil. So the birds came and ate it up. The birds in our life, what it looks like is sometimes we have difficult people in our lives. Sometimes when we leave church, we have an argument in the car to figure out what we're going to eat for lunch. That could be a bird eating up our seed. Amen? The next verse, Thomas. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. This speaks of shallow people. They don't have any depth. Right? We all know those people. They have no depth to their lives. It seems like they advance quickly, but when they get there, the truth comes out. And they die quickly. So it ain't about how fast you get there. It's about how healthy you get there, how quick you get there. Right? And then if you go to verse 7, Thomas, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. So this is saying that the plant started growing. In the process of growing, they didn't trim around the plant. So therefore, whatever weeds were growing, whatever sin was growing, it choked out the seed that was trying to grow. So let's go back to the, the banana tree. When we planted the banana tree, we planted it by our swimming pool. We never tested the soil. We just planted it near the pool. And the only nutrients that came to the banana tree where when we walked out of the swimming pool, if a little bit of water dribbled on it. We didn't water it. If it happened to get water, then it got water. If we didn't go in the pool that day, guess what it didn't get? Water. Remember that. Everything that a seed needs to grow has inside of it already, the seed. It's all in there. You don't need to add anything or take anything away. It's all there. The fruit is already in the seed. The plant is already in the seed. We just can't see it yet. But you have to be careful what you plant also. Don't plant seeds of hatred and expect a harvest of love. So a question. Have you looked at the condition of your soil? Have you tested your soil? Are you in a rocky place? Are you in a dry place? Then the second point is you have to plant the right seed. Once a farmer ensures that the ground is ready, then he figures out what harvest he wants. So me me and my neighbor, his name was Charlie, we wanted raspberries, right? So we grew a raspberry plant in his backyard. We tested the soil because he was a pretty smart cultural person. We fertilized it. We watered it. Now remember, we did this to the raspberry plant. What did we do to the banana tree? Nothing. When did it get water? randomly when we got in the pool. Sometimes even when we got in the pool, unless we walked by it, guess what? It didn't get no water. So we planted that, and we didn't expect apples to come out of that. We didn't expect watermelon to come out of that. We didn't expect grapes to grow out of that. What did we expect? Raspberries. So I had to have an expectation of raspberries, right? Amen. So 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 23 to 25 is our is about the seed. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed. What does that mean, not of perishable seed? It doesn't die. But one thing about normal seed in our realm, guess what? When you plant a seed, it has to die. Did you know that? A seed has to die before anything will grow. But we're not of a perishable seed. Our seed is living. It's enduring. It's a word. It's a word of God. Next verse, Thomas. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Like we said, everything is in the seed. Everything is in the word. Everything that you see started as a word. Did you know the word universe was made by somebody who's not a believer? Do you know universe means one word? God spoke in the beginning. What kind of seeds are you planting? Are you planting seeds of watermelons and expecting an apple tree? Are you planting seeds of hate? and expecting a harvest of love? Are you expecting a seed of sadness, and expecting a harvest of joy? It doesn't work that way. Just like the banana tree didn't get any water, we watered the raspberries, right? So the next thing you have to do, you have to water the seed. Once the farmer ensures that the soil is ready, he knew what harvest he wanted, he planted the seed, he waters it daily. Like I said, the banana tree only got water when we got out of the pool. It wasn't watered intentionally. Does that make sense? It wasn't watered intentionally. It was accidentally watered. What's that look like to us? Do we just show up on Sunday and get accidentally watered? And then we're dry Monday through Saturday? John four fourteen. Is going to tell us what this water is. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. They will what? Never thirst. Look at your neighbor and say, "Never never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water. What does a spring do? It produces fresh water. It doesn't stop. Water welling up to eternal life. When we water the seed, that's why we must do it daily. That's why we must stay in his word. That's why we must stay in relation to Jesus. That's why we must stay in connection with each other. That's why if you're watching on Facebook, it's so very important to get into a a, a Bible-based church that believes in Jesus Christ. It's so important to have connections. I'm full of questions today. i got another one. What's your watering regimen? Do you just look up and wait for water to be sprinkled on you? Or are you intentional? If you notice one thing about a plant, we'll get into it here in a second, about roots. Roots don't grow towards dry places. They grow towards water. Right? So are your roots growing in dry places? If a root's in dry places, guess what it's not going to do? It's not going to grow. And if the roots don't grow, there's no water, what's the plant do? The plant's going to die. But I thought we had an imperishable seed. Maybe the seed you planted wasn't the seed you thought it was. The next thing you have to know where growth comes from. I didn't walk out to the raspberry plant and say, Grow, grow. There was no magic that happened. I didn't sprinkle salt on it and it grew. But you have to know where growth comes from. Growth doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from you. It doesn't come from us. If we go to 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 7, it says, I planted the seed. Apollos watered it. But who made it grow? But God has been making it grow. How many times do we think it's us that makes us grow? It's not us. Does growth happen in every season? It does. It does. But does fruit show up in every season? No. So God makes everything grow. And you must have an expectation and a hunger for that growth. Like we said, the roots hunger for what? Water. Do we hunger for water? Or are we thirsty? And where there's thirst... You're going to find something to drink. But are you finding the right thing? I'm going to go a little off subject. This isn't in, in my notes. But I sat at a stop uh, light near our house. And the name of the road was South S. Independence. S. Independence. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Look at that sign. You know when you ask for a sign, God never gives it to you, right? God showed me a sign. This is one of those times where, bam, there it was wasn't even asking. So I saw S, independence. If you put that together, it's sin dependence. And the Lord showed me that some people are sin dependent. You're dependent on sin. That's the water you're seeking, sin. Dirty water. The plant's still going to grow. But what seed are you watering? And then... If I took the S out, it was independence. A lot of Christians are independent. Growth doesn't come from God, it comes from me. I grow. I did this. God didn't do what I did. But then, if you take sin and in out, you're stuck with the word dependence. That is where we, we must maintain and stay. Fully dependent on him and I'm sitting there at the stop sign going I think people were honking at me because the light turned green and I'm just sitting there like wow God you're so good but then you have to examine yourself and say God am I the sin dependent am I the independent or am I the totally dependent we have to be totally dependent and when you're totally dependent you have the right seed you're seeking the right water You stay thirsty. When I was thirsty, I didn't go grab a bottle of, I could have grabbed a bottle of alcohol, right? That quenches thirst. That's that sin dependent. But I grabbed a bottle of water. But even better than that, the living water. that never runs dry. And if you notice, when you drink that living water, what does it do? It turns into a spring. It doesn't stop. It keeps flowing out of you. Sorry, I got off track. Another question I have is, do you have faith that growth is occurring? Faith is like the fertilizer for growth. Faith is the fertilizer for growth. If I don't have faith in something, if I didn't have faith that raspberries were going to grow, would I stick around? If I didn't have faith in Jesus Christ, would I be here right now? No. You have to have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's the fertilizer. Then the fifth point I have is the seeds take root. Which way did the roots grow? Which way do we say? Grew towards the water. After a time of watering and allowing the seed to germinate, and the uh, roots take uh, root in the soil, Allowing the seed to receive the nutrients needed for the plant to bear fruit. I remember when the banana tree was uh, planted, the roots grew towards the surface. They couldn't go deep because it wasn't getting watered. It stayed up near the surface, superficial, right? People are like that. Here I am on the surface, I look okay. But I have no depth, I have no deep roots. But the raspberry, you couldn't see the roots. They were deep. It didn't have to say, when am I getting water? Did you know that people, some people that are overweight don't eat enough? Did you know that? Everybody thinks when people are overweight, they eat enough. What happens is when you don't eat all the time, your body stores it. And it doesn't know when it's going to eat again, so it turns it into fat and saves it. The first sign of growth are the roots. And you can't see them because they're in here. My question is, Is what are you rooted in? Are you rooted in Christ? Are you rooted in His Word? Are you getting watered every day? Or are you like the, the person saying, I don't know when I'm going to eat again. I don't know when the, the rain's coming. I don't think anybody went swimming today, so I'm not getting any water. Are you unintentional or are you intentional? I could stop right there. The next point I have is the spout breaks the surface. If you look at a plant when it breaks the surface, what's it looking for? Light. It's looking for light when it grows. So the roots go towards the water and the plant grows to the light. So it takes light and water to produce fruit. So when the raspberry spout broke to the surface, I wanted raspberries right then. I saw a little leaf, and I was ready. I could taste them. I could taste them. I wanted them raspberries. But was there fruit yet? There wasn't any fruit yet. It was still being rooted. It was still growing. It was still getting water. It was still seeking the light. How many people do we see around us, they get upset when they don't have any fruit yet? Are we expecting fruit out of season? Are we upset with people because they're not bearing fruit? Is it out of season? Seasons change. Just because it's summer here, guess where it's somewhere else what it is? It's winter. Did you know that? We all learned that in what, like third grade? It's summer here. It's winter somewhere else. So just because it's my summer and your winter or your winter and my summer, or my winter and your summer. Why would we get upset about that? Let's be happy in our season. So I had to wait for the raspberries. I had to wait for the process. I had to wait for it to be watered. I had to wait for the sun to soak on it. I had to give it time. But one thing I noticed when the raspberry was planted that I really didn't even think about until it started to grow, was it was planted under a pine tree. Actually, I think there was two, two pine trees back there, I think. And I noticed when it started to grow, the pine trees, when the sun came up, there was a little spot where the sun came through, bright and clear. Guess where the plant started growing to? The light. It didn't grow in the darkness. It didn't seek the darkness. It seeked light. That's good right there. That's God preaching to us through plants and seeds. That's him ministering every day when we walk outside. You've got to open your eyes and look at these things. So let's look at John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am what? I'm seeing a trend here. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. But we'll have the light of life. Just like that plant didn't walk in the didn't grow in the darkness. We don't either. Are we in dark places wondering why we're not growing? Are we tapping into the wrong water? Are we sin dependent? Are we independent? Or are we totally dependent? The question I have is are you expecting fruit out of season? Guess what we can't do? We can't produce fruit. I can't produce fruit. Fruit comes from one place and it's not me. Don't take this the wrong way. It ain't you either. If I could ask the piano and Sister, if you could sing. So now we learned all the easy stuff. Now we're going to get to the difficult part of bearing fruit. Growth and trimming. Growth isn't easy. Trimming isn't easy. When you birth things, there's a reason why a woman in labor gets an epidural. It's painful. During growth, it's painful. During times of trimming, it's painful. It hurts.